T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. One other thing I just would say about his getting fired from Cleveland, because I've already seen it now in my Twitter mentions a bunch. You know, well, why did the why did the Browns fire him if he's if he's any good, if he's you know worth his salt? What what's he doing not in Cleveland anymore? And again, I think it's a fair question. Um, but I heard Albert Breer talk about it tonight on early edition, and I've heard similar things. I don't believe this was a coaching staff decision. Mm-hmm. I think the coaching staff in Cleveland really liked Van Pelt. And I think this was a little bit higher up the chain in Cleveland. And the way one per- one person put it to me was, quote, Cleveland gonna Cleveland. <laughs> Close quote. Let me... Cleveland gonna Cleveland. And Jones gonna Jones. Yeah, so the Haslam's got in the way and got rid of this guy. Cleveland why, gonna Cleveland. Here's why I don't really like Alex Van Pelt all that much. It's great that he's not Nick Cayley or Josh McDaniels or some Belichick guy, so that's good. That mm-hmm. I like. The offenses in Cleveland weren't that great the last four years since he's been there, and he wasn't even the one calling the plays. It's hour number two. Jones and Mego with Arkan here on WEEI. We'll mix in some Celtics thoughts. So he- who do you put that on more, though? Him or Stefanski? That he didn't call plays? No, he's the play caller. Yeah, I put it on Stefanski. Okay. Definitely. He was the one calling plays. When you're talking about the offense not being great over the last four years, which I agree. But this guy wasn't even good enough to call the plays on middle-of-the-road offenses. Well, it could be that he took that job knowing that Stefanski was going to be the play caller and he likes a different aspect of the job. I'm sure. But, like, now he's doing a new job that he's barely done in 30 years in the NFL. He's He's not 30 years old. He hasn't been in the league for like five years. He's been in the league for almost three decades, and he's hardly called plays. Like I said the other day, I said this to you guys. I said it earlier in the week as well. Like I really don't care about play calling experience if you're getting Bobby Slowick or someone like that or some of these other young guys they were interviewing. For a guy who's in his 50s and has been in the league for three decades, I, I care about his lack of play All calling. All right, I'll take a crack. Yeah, like, like that to me is so weird. <laughs> 
Did you guys hear Gresham Fourier today? A yeah. little bit, but I'm mad at them right now. They're psyched. Why? Just because of the smell in here? Yes. Okay. Well, that's whatever. That's worth being angry about. I just they they are very excited. It was interesting though that it's not not calling plays is not a red flag anymore. I can't play both sides of this because I was not pleased with that with Matt Patricia. And I'm not saying that this guy is the next Matt Patricia, so don't twist it like that. But I, I Patricia's don't, literally called like, more plays than this guy. I don't love that he hasn't really been a play caller. But at the same time, it signals to me that they are very, very focused on the quarterback position. They said this is going to be the guy who is developing, or they didn't say, Schefter, essentially, I know we have the sound, said that this is going to be the guy that's taking control of the quarterback position and the quarterback of the future. And I'm glad that they're putting a lot of importance into that and that they have confidence that this guy will do that. He's worked with quarterbacks. But I I guess when I saw he was Cleveland's offensive coordinator, I was under the impression he actually had some say in what they did there. Sorry, that was Rappaport who had that, not Schefter. Whatever. So, you know, I, I really thought that he was the one who at least was working with all these quarterbacks and calling plays for all these quarterbacks last year. Like, he was prepping them and getting them into game plan. It's not like he did nothing. But it was Stefanski doing all that. So I, I feel worse about it a day later. Listening to Andy and Keith last night didn't help. That helped uh, That helped push me over the edge on this. But I just, I am sorry. I I do think it's more about players than than play callers. And I do believe that. I believe that signing players and drafting players is going to be much more important than who the play caller is. But I just, I'm just disappointed that this is what they ended up getting. And again, I do not think this was their choice, Arkan. Like, I think... I don't either. They backed into this at they the end of the day. They definitely made a decision, like, we're going to try and get this guy. Once they had him in the building, they decided, all right, we're going to put a full court press he interviewed, on. He interviewed on Wednesday night and yeah. then yesterday. And then they didn't let him leave. Which, on the one hand, I heard Fourier saying this. Well, then they must really like what they heard and they didn't want to let him leave. Fine. Other teams let him leave. Yeah. And you've interviewed other people and you let them leave. And so to or me, they just left and didn't want to be. Yeah, here. well, that too. And so it's like, are you just so desperate that you're like, you, you can't leave? We've already had 11 people turn us down or whatever. And that's kind of more what I think it is. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I also think that Kevin Stefanski has pretty good standing with the Haslam's right now, right? Like he was coach of the year a couple years ago. He just brought this team to the playoffs. Like they probably, if he if he really wanted to keep Van Pelt there. And he really stood up and fought for it. I don't think the Haslam's would have been like, no, you got to fire the guy. Like, I think they would have let Stefanski do what he wanted to. They didn't just get rid of him. They got rid of the running backs. Yeah, they coach, blew the out most coach. of the coaching like, staff. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And I think that was Stefanski's call more than it was the Haslam's deciding, all right, you got to move on from all these people no, but, under you. So I don't think it was his call. I, I don't agree with that wording, but I know what Arkan's saying. It's like if he wanted to keep them, you know, like if he really wanted to keep Van Pelt, they probably no, would have he, he may have wanted to keep them. But they're like, all right, well, then it's you or them or something. Like, yeah. it's it's similar to what's going on with Nick Sirianni in Philly. Sirianni's like, oh, yeah, well, then we're going to fire you too, Nick, unless you fire your coordinators. And Stefanski said, okay, fine, I'll keep my job. I, I bet it was something like that. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Steve is in Northboro waiting patiently. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, guys, it's uh, Steve from the Causeway Pub. Oh, what's up, Steve? Oh, hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, Steve? Hey, guys. Uh, a quick question. Say the Patriots kind of nail the draft. They get a couple offensive guys. Like, in your opinion, like, what's the quickest time-wise the path back to the playoffs? We're talking a year, two, three. Like, best case scenario, like, how quick can we just be in the playoffs? Okay. I'll, uh, hang up and listen. Mego and Arkan, you know me on this. I think a lot of listeners know me on this. Best case scenario, one year. They're back in the playoffs. What do you guys think? I think it's going to take two. I think two years would be a really, really great turnaround. And I think that's realistic. Like, if you want to be optimistic and realistic, 
if you hit on most of these things, I think you can do that in two years. One year would be, I would be astounded. I would be happily astounded. But I really think it'll be two to three years if you want to be happily optimistic. I mean, best case scenario I mean, is one year. But realistically, right. I think you're looking at like a five-year rebuild here, honestly. I think it's going to take Arcan, a while. I don't what think... did you Did you get after it at trivia last night? No. Like, I, do you I, have a hangover over I'm here? I'm not hungover. I'm not. I'm t- being honest. So We're supposed to be honest. Oh, yeah, they're so in the playoffs negative. next year. I don't, I don't think, think so. I think that's very, very optimistic. Even two years, I think, is optimistic. It takes a long time. You got a lot of good teams in the AFC ahead of you right now. It's not like it's going to be easy to just burrow your way into the playoffs, especially in your own division. Your own division's still stacked, Cadillac's and I think it's going to be hard to do that. So, Cadillac's and give them some bad liquor. Listen, I mean, if they hit grand slams with all the with the quarterback and all the picks, and they uh, sign all the right people and get all of that right, then there's a chance, maybe, yeah. But yeah, okay, good. I just don't think good. that this so group's going to be able to do that. I think it's going to take ca- like five years. It's the best case scenario. Best case scenario, sure. Yeah, yeah. best case scenario, they win the Super Bowl next yeah. year. I think they should be able to do it. I think they should be able to get to the playoffs. And if they don't, then I'm going to start looking at what the hell the operation is doing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't usually look at my phone. But Mr. Who keeps texting me that we need to cancel date night so we can make a stew in remembrance of Carl Weathers. I know. It's unfortunate. So uh, R.I.P. Carl Weathers. Arcan let the Twitch chat know that uh, Carl Weathers no longer with us. Uh, so T's and P's indeed. Uh, let me hear from Colin Cowherd uh, breaking a little bit of news yesterday on his program Biggest in regards bust. to Caleb. No, uh, in regards to Caleb Williams, the perceived number one pick. There, there's some concerns here that uh, dad's a little too involved. Now, dads are very, very involved in high school and college quarterbacking. So that's just part of the new world we live in. But I, I still contend you're going to think I'm nuts here. I do think it's possible that Washington trades up and Chicago allows Washington to trade up because Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. He's from the D.C. area. I think Dan Quinn is considered the big concern for Caleb Williams, and you have to admit this, where you land matters. Chicago has never developed a star quarterback. Okay, so that's Colin Cowherd yesterday. He walked those comments back today. I guess he heard directly from Caleb Williams' camp. Any guesses on who that was? Like what? Gonna guess uh, Daddy Williams there. Uh, Only because Mommy's blouse was yeah. soaked in tears. Well, Caleb, Caleb was crying in Mommy's bosom, and so Dad had to sagging call. Philly. <laughs> wow! Shots fired. Oh my God. So I guess Dad called up Colin Cowherd and said, "No, no, no, no. We we like Chicago. We like we were talking about other markets. So if the Bears know they're out on Caleb Williams, or Caleb Williams making it clear he doesn't want to go to Chicago. We talked about this yesterday, but now we have more uh, to go on, I guess." Should the Patriots move up to number one? No. Do you think he's going to think of you so differently? Obviously, obviously, you've developed great quarterbacks before. I'm not saying that, but it's not like he'd be landing in a destination that is so highly sought after. I don't know. As we talk about all of this. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I mean, does he look at it and go, that franchise has six championships and they've been to, you know, nine Super Bowls in the last 20 years versus Chicago? Yeah, look where they are right now in I under- rebuilding. I understand, but you don't think there's a difference between Chicago and New England? Um... I think for this year, there's not. If you're if you're a rookie quarterback and you're looking for a situation that you can land in and make like an immediate impact, maybe your offensive play rookie of the year, maybe you get to the playoffs in your first two seasons. Like as much as I just said, you can be happily optimistic that the Patriots can what get if, there. If I'm a rookie quarterback, I'm not looking at it going. That's the kind of place I want to land. What if in. in free agency they do what Arkham wants? They sign T. Higgins, they sign Mike Evans or something like that, and all of a sudden it looks different. They'll do free agency before they draft. Yeah, uh, I could see that. Caleb Williams or whomever. But I mean, also the Bears. 
Bears won more games than the Patriots last year. Like they, it's not, it's not like you look at them and say, "Well, we're the Patriots." Like, no, you're you're nothing right now. Like your teams and in, in camps, and everybody be looking honest. at you. Even if you're a player and you like Tom Brady or whatever, like they haven't really been relevant in like five years. Honest, I think that's how we look at it. We're very close to it. It's certainly how I look at it. Wasn't it according to you how these offensive coordinators look at it? Yeah, but do you think some twenty-year-old kid in Southern California looks at it quite the same way and is hanging on it quite the same way? I I got to be honest, I don't. Although I didn't think the league was going to be as down on Bill as they were. I thought some dumb owner would hire Bill, and they haven't. So maybe I have that wrong. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Caleb Williams apparently doesn't want to go to the Bears, even though those comments have been walked back. Should the Patriots be in? On Caleb Williams. Steve Belichick is out. Oh, no. What are the Patriots going to do? And your thoughts on the Alex Van Pelt hire. It all goes along with our big question of the day. Can Theo Epstein save the Red Sox? I think he can. Arcand is the the most down on it, believe it or not. Uh, Poo-pooing it the most. Uh, He has all the latest here in trending. And then let's get to the Celtics laying an absolute egg against the Lakers last night. Our cracks starting to show with the Seas. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Next. Get in on the discussion. All topics we've covered here in the first hour and a half plus. Yes. What is the single seat like? uh, Women lowering their standards. Uh, All these (laughs) things that we've discussed. Jones and Mego on WEEI. I'm almost off their bandwagon. They win games on talent, Ernie. They don't win on toughness and defense. They win games. And uh, the one thing you have to be as a great player, and this is on Tatum and Brown, you have to be tough. The team going to play like their best player. Brown and Tatum are great players, but they're, they're, they're nice guys. I've never met a great player who was a really, really nice guy. Now, you can be great and have success, but unless Brown and Tatum 
<clears throat> pick it up from a toughness standpoint because I say I know Shaq's a nice guy. Who? Shaq. No, Shaq was a monster. Yeah. Yeah. But Excuse I'm me. telling you, I watched this Celtic team play against the Nuggets and the Clippers, the two <clears throat> best teams in the West, and they got beat. And I'm tonight. <clears throat> this game should be over. Oh, both at home, mother. Both at home. And listen, tonight, if 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 they were really tough mentally, that's like Ooh. guys. There's no LeBron. There's no AD. Let's don't give these guys no hope. And now they're down, getting stoned. It's pathetic for the Celtics last night. Barkley's right. That was at halftime. Game wasn't even over. That's halftime. Barkley ripping into the Celtics for a flat performance, if you can, if you can even call it that, against the Lakers last night without LeBron, without Anthony Davis, at home. A building they used to win in, Mego, before Arkan cursed it. Seriously. With his two-week birthday. <laughs> they are two and three at home. Do they have I, two? They have two wins? There. Yeah. Well, I thought they only had the one. They squeaked mistake. those ones out. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they, they came way back against the Pelicans, and they blew a giant lead against the Pacers. So Arkan cursed the Garden, and they do, what they, they, they do what they did last night, where Charles Barkley goes from believing in this team to borderline being out. He had another quick one there, Ryan. I didn't call for this, but he had another quick line uh, before that rant where he said uh, he was ready to jump off the bandwagon or something like that. So is that too far? Is that too strong after that performance, coupled with losing to Denver, barely showing up against the Clippers? They've had a few of these lately. That is on point. I'm sorry. I was so pissed off by that lack of performance last night. Everybody was, I was talking about this this morning with somebody and they're like, it's a game in February. What are you upset about? Like it doesn't, it's not going to matter in April, May, June, if you're there. It does matter because Jalen Brown was a complete no-show. Two minutes into the game, he tries to go left once and Jackson Hayes picks him off. He's coming off of a Porzingis, uh, a Porzingis screen there and he's like moving slow as molasses and just gets picked off and taken down the other way. He had three turnovers in the first quarter and then an absolute no-show, zero points in the second quarter, benched in the third. This is your Supermax player. And look, Jason Tatum wasn't golden either. He finishes the night with 23 points, but neither of those guys showed up. They walked into that game knowing that Anthony Davis and LeBron James were in street clothes, and they they played with some kind of entitlement that now I think Joe Mazzullo was trying to talk about a couple days ago, but then backed away from because they wanted to act like it was some kind of media construction. And maybe it is, but it didn't look like it last night in that game. Like, that is the kind of game that you either use to point back to and say, we're never freaking doing that again because it's so embarrassing and it's not who we are. Or it's going to be like last year where you start this slide because last year in January, they're 10 and 5 in January. You're 11 and 5 in this January. And you start a slow slide to a disconnect between the locker room and the coach. And I know I sound hysterical right now, but this is what I'm afraid of when I see something as ghastly as last night was. Yeah, so I thought maybe it was Missoula finger-wagging the media. He circled back to the entitlement thing. Can I hear Missoula... uh a little too happy for my taste. I was just starting to like the guy. A little too happy for my taste after the loss. When he came in, he said, "Welcome to the NBA." What? Yeah. Is it just kind of you're just kind of you're. Oh, it's like, great. Hey, this is good. I just what's think, good about it? I just think you look at the. It, it just happens. Stretches of bad basketball happen, and you work your butt off uh, every day to minimize those. But stretches of bad basketball happen, and we can't sit here and act like that. It, we're too. Uh, 
entitled for it to happen to us, it happens. And it's a matter of how we respond to it and can we work through it. And they're just constant daily choices, daily habits that you have to commit to every single day. And to think that we're not going to go through difficult times during an 82-game NBA season is not the right way to look at it. So um, am I pissed about losing? Yes. But am I ecstatic about the opportunity for us to grow as a team? I'm more. Ha- I'm even happier about that. Okay, so I was starting to like Missoula's postgame last night. Not great. Like, oh, yeah, am I pissed? Sure, but I'm happy about the opportunity. Like, get out of here with that. But the entitlement word comes back. And Mego just referenced it, Arkan. Do you think, do you think the players are turning on Missoula a little bit? Is this evidence of that? I don't know if turning is the right word, but I think tuning out might be part of it. You know, I mean, you're not really seeing much. Di- like, there's new players on the team. But when it comes to what this team is and sort of like their DNA and their makeup and everything, hearing Joe Missoula go on and on about, yeah, they're entitled, and yeah, you know, it's good that they had a loss like this because they need it and blah, 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 blah. It's like, how many years are we going to have to keep uh, hearing this about these guys? How many years are they going to have to learn a lesson in the middle of the season and suddenly realize that you have to play hard all year long? And that, you know, if you if you take your foot off the gas and start acting like all these other teams are just going to come in and lay down for you, you're going to end up getting beat when it counts the most and just not having that killer instinct, not being being able to sort of, you know, hit that next level. Like, these things are problems that they've had every year. And I know they're the best team in the league. I know they have the best record. They've had the best record before. You know, they've been the hottest team in the league before. These are all things that we've seen in the regular season. But we've also seen this. And if they can't get rid of this, if they can't get this out of their mindset and they need Joe Missoula to teach them lessons and stuff every year, like, these guys are 27, 26 years old. It shouldn't be happening yeah, anymore. Yeah, I put last night on the players. I don't put it on Missoula. I don't either. And to me, no, I'm agreeing with you. Like, I, if they're upset about that entitlement comment, when Joe Missoula, Joe Missoula, like, walked it back. He's like, no, 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 I'm not saying that. It was like, he, he mentioned the word entitlement a few times after, I forget if it was the Pelicans game or the Pacers game. I don't remember which. I think the Pelicans game. And he walked it back when he was called on it. Probably because he knows how soft these effing players are. They're so soft. And that's what Barkley's saying. That's what Barkley said. Like, these are soft-ass players, and I'm going to be out on them because they're not tough, and they don't have what it takes to win, and I'm going to be out on them because I watched them against Denver, and I watched them against the Clippers, and I saw them quit last night, or not even, forget quit, they even show up against the Lakers. And so last night to me is on them, and they might be tuning out Joe Missoula. That's very possible. I don't rule that out. Or turning on Joe Missoula. But... I think that's a reflection on them. I, I don't think that's a reflection on Missoula. I, I've st- I have started to warm to Missoula a little bit, and that's the post-game stuff. Last night aside, I didn't like that. That's some of the in-game stuff, Mego, which I know you like better. You don't want to give him credit for it. You want to credit the assistants. But like, no, 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 I've given him credit. I like some of the in-game stuff from Missoula better. And so I think Missoula's made some strides. Have the players? Has, has Tatum or Jay, have they grown at all? Like, are they any different, or is it I the same? I think Tatum is different. I think From last Jaylen- year. Yeah, I think Jalen overall, I mean, he hasn't had as good a season last year, but I don't really expect him to compared to when he was in a possibility of earning a super yeah, max a con- last year. A contract, contract push, yeah. Yeah, like the ultimate contract push. You know what really irritated me about last night? What really irritated me, and I know that you were happy about it because you had a personal stake in it, was freaking Austin Reeves. Oh, I had I had the oh, over on Reeves threes. Oh, my God. Was that not just exactly the kind of guy who would kill you randomly in some seven-game series with some team that is not as good at you. Like, he should be on the Miami Heat. 
He should be on the Miami Heat. Very Caleb Martin. He should freaking kill you in some game five and we'll all way too talented to be on the Miami. Lose our minds. Yeah. Like Austin Reeves. I'm not worried about anything. You have the two two of the best guys in the entire league. He's sitting on the side. Meanwhile, this guy, you know he had twenty eight the game before, and you let him hang thirty two on you. It's so Celtics y. It made me crazy. Like that was the thing that pissed me off. Jalen stops turning the ball over after the first quarter. He can't score for damn hell yeah. through the second he gets sat, sat in the third. Like, nobody can hit a three except for Tatum into the fourth quarter. Porzingis finally decides to show up, and you're like, oh, thanks, Porzingis. You're only, like, the key to this championship run. Thanks for showing up in the fourth quarter. But before that, you have freaking Austin Reeves just draining three after three after three on some kind of ridiculous pace. It was the most Boston Celtics of the 2020s thing that I've seen all year. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think it's about Reeves. And I, I know what you're saying. It's about the Celtics. They just they didn't show up. And so guys like Austin Reeves make them look dumb. And D'Angelo Russell, I was also on his three over. What he had? He, who had seven last night? Reeves? Reeves had seven. And Russell had four? Russell had four, yeah. uh, They both went over, whatever their three-point totals were. Uh, so cha-ching for Jones. But Congratulations. I think, I, I was to infuriated. Me, well, but I thought they were going to do it all in garbage time because I thought the Celtics were going to be up 20. Like, that's why I bet it. I thought the Celtics were going to be up 20. And it was going to be garbage time for those guys on the Lakers. But I underestimated the Celtics taking a night off or rolling the basketballs out, being entitled in the words of Joe Missoula. Uh, what did Jalen Brown say about it last night after the game? Uh, we're not going to uh, sugarcoat, I believe is the word he How used. does Joe and how do you yourselves hold each other accountable? Um, we don't sugarcoat it. You know, even though he came out and said, you know, he's excited. This is... Not a good spot to be in. You know, we don't want to. We don't want to build bad habits. We want to play the game the right way. Uh, we want to guard, defend, respect our opponents, and that stuff you got to do on a night in and night out basis. We didn't do that tonight, um, from from top to bottom. And you know, as a leader on this team, you know, I take responsibility for it. But we got to be better. Okay, they do have to be better. That's pathetic. Okay. Also, I love Jalen for. <laughs> These interviews make me feel like I'm like getting laughing gas at the or like put to sleep at the dentist. Why? Just like it's so slow. Like, oh yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that, but that's not new. We want to play the game the right way. He that's, is very monotone. That's how he's been, yeah, he's been that way since he got in the league. That's who he is. We want to guard, defend, respect our opponents. I like my man uh, Horn in uh, in the Twitch chat that. Uh, it's a trap. This was a trap game last night because Marcus Smart is coming back on Sunday. They were they were look they were looking ahead to the Marcus Smart game. That that's that's what it was last is night. Is he healthy? Nope. Yeah, no, I don't think he's. No, playing. he won't play. You better believe he'll be. He'll if you put a microphone in front of him, I'm sure he'll grab it and address the crowd. Uh, you know, he'll he'll fake dive all over the floor. Jumbotron on Sunday. video. Yeah, was definitely, 100%. definitely, definitely, he'll get a jumbotron video. Over under all the on. Ch- Dives shown by Marcus Smart at three and a half. Over. Oh, yeah, over. over. It'll the whole thing will be dives. Yeah, it's not going to be a lot. It'll be ninety percent dives. It's going to be diving. It dives and brick threes is what it's going to be. Like taking charges. (laughs) So Arkan, what what do you think this means for them? Because I've start the Lakers thing to me is it's frustrating from where they've been the last couple of years, and I'm with you on that. I'm still more concerned about Denver and Minnesota and OKC, and we'll see about Phoenix when they measure up against them. The Clippers get like I'm more concerned about those top flight teams. If the Lakers. Like, part of me hates it because the Celtics so clearly took the night off. I would hate it more if LeBron and Davis took it to them and it's another high-level West Con- or Western Conference team that they can't really hang with or they crap their pants in executing down the stretch. Like, 
I'm concerned about how they've been playing against some of these top teams out West. And then you throw this on top of it, and I get why guys like Barkley at the national level are like, oh, wait a minute, they're not any different. They're still the same old Celtics. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's what it's been lately. They, they had a great month of December. They had a very good month of January. And February, I mean, we're only two days in, but it seems like there's some real problems now. And that's unfortunate because this team does have that kind of talent. Um, as far as the West Coast teams that they're losing to, that Nuggets game was a great game. Like that, they hung around. That was a good back and forth. They only lost by two. And then Barkley said they got smoked. No, he was wrong about that. He was wrong about that. It was Tatum, a two point loss. Tatum pooped his pants. At the Tatum end of that had game. a terrible possession at the end of the game, but it was a two. good game. At least it was a good effort. Um, and that uh, Clippers game was awful. That Bucks game was awful. They've had a couple of nights There's, where they just don't show up. These you know? have started to be more frequent, and that's become a thing. That's become a thing that you didn't see at the beginning of the year. And uh, listen, I mean, we all remember the Ime Udoka year. They started off that year like 500 after the first 40 games or whatever it was and then they hit their stride and that was it i'm worried that the stride hitting was at the beginning of the year and now they're starting to crumble a little bit here this is mego's point this is like last year they they start out there's no real hiccups no problems they hit the all-star break and then they drop off and they never get it back uh eddie's in the car go ahead eddie hey guys how are you hey i i heard you say that you really don't blame Bazula for the last loss but He's the guy that's in charge, and, and if he's seeing guys doing stuff out there, he's going to have to make an example. If you've got a guy that's going out there, Brown, if he's going to turn the ball up three or four times, drag him out of there. But he's got he's to rattle their cages, and, and I'm still not sure. that. As a matter of fact, I'm sure this guy's not the answer for these guys. They need a real coach that's going to give them some discipline. That's what they need. Yeah, so look, I to say it's not at all on Missoula, that's not right for me to say. But, but how they start and how they come out, that is a reflection on the coach. But I said they might be turning on him. I just think that's a, that's more of a reflection on the players than on Missoula. That's what I meant. I agree with that too. You know, they tuned out the tuned out Stevens and they choked with Udoka too. Yeah, so. so it's like it's just why are you tuning him out? Why aren't you listening to him? Like b- because he called you out for being entitled a couple of games ago. He he pussyfooted around that. Like he tiptoed around that so much. And so if that's what they're all bothered about, and that's why they're not listening to him, well then fine. That is a reflection on Missoula for not having the team ready. But why aren't they ready and why aren't they listening? That's a reflection on the players. That's what I meant. I Yeah, I don't think I would go so far as to say, like, they're turning on him or absolutely tuning him out. You just had a press conference after one of the games with Kristaps Porzingis where he's, like, absolutely singing Missoula's praises a couple nights ago. But it, it, it I, I agree with you, Jones. I, don't, I really don't like that the tact that he took after that game of, oh, I'm so excited. I'm ecstatic. It's a great opportunity. And if you were watching the press conferences, I'm sorry, I don't remember who the reporter was, but lobbies that back at Jalen Brown. And Jalen just kind of like shakes his head a little and basically is like, yeah, I don't want to repeat that. You know, I, it's an no, opportunity. Ha- happy but, with the loss. Oh, yeah. Great. No, it's the same thing. That It's a weird thing. There's a line between going through... We need to learn uh, to win different ways, and we need to overcome some things in the regular season, and we need to get through these stretches from I want us to blow leads, and I want us to lose these horrible games against yeah. the Lakers with two of their stars out. Again, like, that Nobody wants that. Their last four games, really this whole week, they, got, they didn't show up against the Clippers. They didn't show up against the Lakers, both at home. Uh, they had to come from behind against New Orleans at all these games are at home. And they blew a giant lead against the Pacers. Those are the last four games, dating back to when they smoked Miami. Uh, Ryan's Miami Heat last Thursday. 
Uh, 617-779-793. Okay. So I got that big win against Sacramento. <laughs> we'll get it's to true. Theo. We'll get back to the you Patriots. Have team meetings there in Miami, dude. Uh, no, I think they'll be fine. So when it yeah, comes to awesome. when it comes to LeBron not playing last night, have you seen some of the trade rumors that have started to percolate? I've seen bit. that. Yeah, I saw some of those earlier in the week too. But I, did I know you? That Russell and Reeves, a lot of you know, in so Lakers I, forums. I heard Keith talking about it the other night with. Fitzy, I think I heard Keith talking about this, like the idea of LeBron to the Knicks. Stephen A. was talking about that today on first take. Rich Paul has come out and said, we're not requesting a trade. Uh, LeBron wants to stay in L.A., blah, blah, blah. That's his childhood friend and agent, if you don't know who Rich Paul is. So do we think that's a factor in why LeBron hasn't been playing these last couple of games, including last night? He wants out? No, I don't think so. I think he went to L.A. for business reasons. I think that, you know, he'll do what he always does and trade guys around and get the coach fired and just do all that same sort of stuff and then get the roster so, to something different that he wants. He's so, been doing that for 10 years. This is so. exactly what I think it is. Yeah. I don't think he wants to get traded. I think he is withholding his services and not playing with a fake injury. Him and Anthony Davis, these are fake injuries. These aren't yeah, real injuries. they're standing the entire fourth quarter. These aren't real injuries. So what LeBron is doing is withholding services so the Lakers do what he wants at the trade deadline. I think it's as simple as that. He wants Russell out, and he wants whatever, DeJounte Murray in, and get it done. I, I'm not going to play if you guys don't get I think LeBron plays games like that. I don't think he's getting traded. I don't think he's getting traded to the Knicks. That would be awesome. If he wound up on the Knicks, that would be an awesome, awesome story. You know, for the Eastern Conference, for Boston and New York, LeBron back here, like, that'd be great. But I think that's what he's doing. I think he's just, you know, uh, sitting on the sideline and holding out, if you will, holding in until the trade deadline so he can stamp his feet and get what he wants. I think you're mostly right with the way that you're reading that. It's, it's It would be a, a huge, earth-shattering move for him to go to the Knicks. And also, like, not that you wouldn't want LeBron James if you're in the Knicks, but the Knicks are maybe the hottest team in the East right now, coming out of January into February. I don't know, like, if I would totally disrupt everything. Ooh, there. I would take LeBron if I were the Knicks, but I, I get what you're saying. They've been playing well. Arkan's got Jalen Brunson. Big night. Getting some gave my bet. <laughs> getting some MVP mentions out there. I saw I saw Perk mentioning him. Uh you guys can jump in. 617-779-7937. Are they tuning out Joe Missoula? Are there cracks in the Celtics? Uh what's going on with LeBron and the Lakers? We'll continue with all your thoughts next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, one 800 bos legal This is WEEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Worst loss of the season for the Celtics in your mind? Easily. Easily. Those other two teams, they're contenders, the Nuggets and the Clippers. But to lose to a team without LeBron and AD, Reggie said it, but I said it at halftime right now. I'm really concerned about my Celtics' mental toughness because – 
you can win you win games on talent but you have to win games in the playoffs on toughness and you have to be mentally strong you do have to take care of the ball and this team here to me they're mentally they, they got great talent but they're mentally weak What is this? Six days. DJ Shadow. Yeah, yeah. I like it. What is it? I don't know. DJ Shadow. They said two different things. Uh, it's the name of the song and the artist, I think, is what they were what they were saying. But I feel like I'm expanding my mind right now. I mean, it's something. Uh, I hear what Barkley says about the Celtics. This is magic mushrooms music. It is. <laughs> I hear what Barkley says about the Celtics, and I think he's right. I mean, I think if anything's going to hold the Celtics back, you know, it could be some of those top flight teams out West. I don't think it's anybody in the East. They're going to get in their own way. They've gotten in their own way in the past. They're going to continue to get in their own way. And I think what Barkley's saying, if I can translate. The Boston Celtics are going to win the championship. I'm almost off their bandwagon. (laughs) Almost. He's almost off. And I, I think what he's worried about, and he's seen him enough in the last couple of weeks, he's like, wow, I thought they were going to be, I thought Porzingis was going to change things. And I thought Drew Holiday was going to be the adult in the room. And, you know, I thought uh, a bigger role for Derek White, the absence of Marcus Smart, and some of this is me projecting in here. Like, I <laughs> thought the Celtics would change. And I'm starting to get nervous that they haven't changed enough. So we'll see. I mean, if they're the same thing in the postseason, and I'm blaming Marcus Smart for getting in the way and not letting Tatum be Tatum and Brown be Brown and you know really take over this team and get ownership in this team. If they're still doing the same crap in the playoffs, then I'll be wrong about moving on from Marcus Smart and him being a massive problem. And so I think that's some of what Barkley's starting to see with this team. They're just they're not different enough from the last couple of years. All these same problems are still there. So I don't want to completely overreact. I know I've already been emotional. But about... I don't think we're, just to be clear, I don't think we're overreacting to well, one game. I, I think can it's understand a... the perspective of people going, it's a game at the beginning of February. There's a long road. We're not even at the All-Star break. But I don't think Barkley is overreacting to a game. And I don't think we're overreacting to a game. They, it's they been, been a bad week. They haven't been playing well for, yeah, longer than that. They haven't been playing well for a week plus. I don't want to keep picking on him, but it is just the reality of the last stinker like this that they had was against the Clippers and Jalen had exactly eight points like he did last night I think a lot of this you say like Porzingis would make the difference Drew Holiday would make the difference Porzingis was one of the guys who I thought was seriously fighting in the fourth quarter last night but with like he still got benched in the third but I do think that this comes down and this is no radical statement but to Jason and Jalen and to your point, look, Marcus Smart's going to be back at the Garden on Sunday. He's going to be in street clothes. He'll probably get honored. This is the vacuum where they're supposed to step in, and they're supposed to take over in these stretches. So can they get out of whatever they were just in, like this funk that they were just in? I also don't put this totally on Joe Missoula either. Like, I, I think the last caller was right. At some point, those guys have to take the reins, especially when they're both about to get paid like it. Like, that is championship money, and the way that you get there is by owning it as stars. Yeah, so that's, I mean, I, I see it here and there, but I haven't I haven't seen it for the last week or so, and the common thread there with a lot of these teams, not all of them, but the Clippers and the Nuggets, and when they played some of those other top-flight Western Conference teams before, the Celtics' problems in the fourth quarter still exist. Do, Th- they, this, do they have a game? This was reflective of something else. I'm do sorry. They, do they have a game that makes you tremendously confident against those teams 
other than the Minnesota win, where then the next night they went to Milwaukee and had to sit everybody? Um, I mean, maybe when they smoked the Clippers at LA. I forget who played and who didn't in that one. So they have they have beaten the Clippers this year. I'm going to put a lot of stock in those Phoenix games, too. Phoenix has been playing well. They haven't seen the Suns yet. Let's see how they get uh, or how they fare against Denver when they get a second crack against them. So there's more opportunities for them to prove it. But no, my fear is that for all the changes they made and all the moves I liked, I love getting Porzingis and getting rid of Smart. Yeah, I loved getting rid of Brogdon and bringing in Drew Holiday. And I think that really, really upgraded your talent. And I thought you were going to have a, a winner on this team in Drew Holiday compared to a serial choker on this team. And I thought that was going to be a big upgrade. And watching them in some of these games, again, last night was something different. Last night was like just taking a night off and coasting. It looked so lazy. Versus not being able to execute. And in some ways that's more infuriating, but I, I don't I don't think that's going to be their issue in the postseason. I think their issue is clutching late, they get in their own heads, they become careless with the basketball, or they're too scatterbrained or whatever it was. We've seen it a million times where they've blown big leads or can't execute in tight games. I'm more worried about that. But, Mego, you've been saying for a while, the teams you worry about are the teams they don't see coming, the teams that trip them up and they play down to that level of competition. Last night was that. Yeah, that was definitely that. And if you look at their schedule coming up all the way to the All-Star break, basically, it's ass. I mean, it's a bunch of ass teams. you got Memphis coming up, Atlanta, nice. Washington, Miami, Brooklyn, and Chicago. So... We we'll call see. those dumper teams. Right, yeah, a yeah. bunch of dumper teams there. We'll see how bad things are right now. We'll see if this team really can't get it going. The only problem is, even if they steamroll all those teams, that doesn't tell me anything. Like, we're seeing what it looks like against the good teams. We're seeing what it looks like when they go up against mostly the Western Conference good teams because, you know, outside of that Milwaukee game, they've taken pretty good care of the teams in the East. But, you know, this is this is the kind of thing. And then when they get back from that, it's the Knicks, and the Knicks are the hottest team in the league right now. So we'll see, but... I'm I'm you I'm keep, very disheartened by the way that things have gone lately. Jones, I, you keep like raising your eyebrows at that. Anytime that we mention yeah, New York, I'm not afraid of the Knicks. I'm not I I'm not afraid of the Bucks. I'm not afraid of anybody in the East. I've told you that. The the team that scares me the most in the East remains Miami because I respect how they match up with the Celtics and get the Celtics to play down to their level and get in the mud with them. Well, and also, but you, I'm not afraid of anybody in the East. You don't really know who know who they're going to be until you see them in the playoffs. Who? Miami. Oh, Miami. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's true saying. too. Yeah, yeah that's right. what I agree with you on. Yeah, I just I don't I don't know what they're going to be. I have no idea what the Knicks are going to be. Like no one in the East scares me. The Celtics could stub their toe against them though. They play down to teams all the time. Will Miami scare you after they trade Jimmy Butler to a contending West team like no. they should do. So they they would not scare me as much if Jimmy Butler weren't there. No, but if he goes to a t- you suggested I don't before think the, they'd scare me at all. <laughs> you suggested before the show maybe the Thunder. Right? I think the Thunder make a lot of sense. That yeah. would be a very frightening team. Uh, it would be. And then, you know, then I'd be worried about Jimmy Butler and the NBA Finals. Fans will know true fear, not this silly little Heat team. No, I mean, it's the Heat. But I can't it's believe but- you're, like, still on it's this Butler and everything there. I know. He wants to, I mean, take your victory lap now. They've lost, like, five they in a row or whatever it is. They lost seven in a row, and they're having team meetings. They blow. Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, 617-779-7937. You can jump in on the Celtics, the cracks they're showing, tuning out Joe Missoula. <laughs> Who should they fear? Uh, I don't really think it's anybody in the Eastern Conference. It's some of those top teams out West along with our LeBron discussion again on the phones at 617-779-7937. Our big question of the day, up now, at Jones and Mego, uh, can Theo Epstein save the Red Sox? Uh, 57% of you say no. I guess I'm I'm just still surprised at how, and maybe this just speaks to people's view of the Red Sox, view of John Henry. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.